Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Normally, every two weeks I fail to solve an ARG and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. Uh, but this week we are doing another... We are back with an anniversary mailbox. Yay! It has been yet another year around the sun. I can't believe it, Marn. Is it... Are we... Is it year four? What year are we on? I uh, I get this wrong every year. We I believe we are going into year five... This is the end of year four. I can't believe Argonauts is going to kindergarten. <laughs> yep, I've got the the little kid flu to uh to prove it. I I have been sick in 2024 in the same way that like my coworkers with kids were just constantly sick, and in a way that I can't believe because I live in my basement, so I don't know how I picked any of this up. <laughs> no, I feel so sad for you. So apologies in advance. I know I sound terrible. Um, I am I am on a, a strict regimen of Ricola and uh, CVS Health Daytime Severe Cold and Flu Medicine. That's my recommendation this week. The uh, CVS Daytime Severe Syrup. That's, <laughs> that's the our, good stuff. That's our sponsor this week. <laughs> that's my sponsor. Um, it's a, a cold medicine so good that I just completely forgot to post a podcast. Uh I just went into a coma and thought everything's good. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's where we're starting. So apologies in advance as we get into this. Uh, but we are here to take your questions, uh, take some of our own questions, and then we're going to get into the Argies for this year. Yay! One of these year, one of these days, we should do a historical Argies where we go through and and uh, refigure out who deserved the Argies for the years we didn't cover them. That's true that'd be fun because yeah we did we we've only done 2022 no wait okay so we did them in 2022 we did them in 2023 and we're doing them this year so there's two years of of stuff that we haven't covered unawarded args unawarded args it truly honestly at this point it it will be the test of hey andrew do you remember these (laughs) yeah because I, I looked at the ARG bracket this year and went, ooh, I'm not sure I remember some of these. And we did that six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I also, as I was filling it out, was like, oh, I hope I remember enough about this one to like talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, before we get into that Argy bracket, though, do we want to get into uh, the questions that we got in? Let's do it. We got a lot of questions on Twitter and we got questions on Discord even. And um, I am excited to just hang out and talk about ARGs. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to actually uh, send this one over to you first. Uh, we got a question in here from Electric Gauntlet uh, who writes in and says, what do you feel was the most difficult ARG to research? And what did you feel was the easiest to research? Um, clearly a question for you. Uh, but I, I want to expand it out a little further. Um, what do, Now that we're going into year five, hey, Martin, what do you do? Uh, what is... What is what is your like research process for the args? How do how do you? I show up to episodes of Argonauts. I um, the the premise that we had where I would try to start doing args has kind of fallen by the wayside as uh, my job has gotten weirder over the past few years, and uh, a lot of args just don't quite have trailheads in the same ways that. Uh, the ones that we were starting to did. So the, the premise behind the show and where I started hasn't quite been lived up to, I will say. Um, 
but where so i i my episodes kind of start when i show up in the recording booth on on the days that we record how do episodes start for you how does that research process go um so usually half a week before we record i will be like okay we have to find an arg whatever um and then if we haven't done a long one in a while i'll specifically go in looking for a long one or if we have done a lot of like two-parters or three-parters i'll like go in and look for a shorter one i have three places where i keep all of the arg documents um i have a bookmarks folder uh on my laptop on on my web browser i have a google doc that i have a lot of the same links but they're split up into these are all um like professionally done marketing args and these are all indies and i have a folder on our gmail where i keep all of the emails that people have sent us with stuff um and usually i just like it's it's purely vibes like i will just go through and and find something that we haven't covered yet and like and be like oh i put this in here like a month ago and i was really excited about it so let's do this one um mesmer and braid was like one that somebody had emailed us a while ago and i had looked at it and got really excited about it. And then just kind of, it, it fell by the wayside as we were doing like all of the Alex Vale stuff. And I was like, okay, let's, we'll, we'll get back to that once we're done with that. Um, that's pretty much it. I have also kind of a running list of, um, indie args that only exist on, uh, the unforums that I have to go through and actually write outlines for, uh, which is something I did a lot in year one of Argonauts that I haven't had the time to do a lot of since, but one day I would like to get back to that so that we could cover some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because, I know that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say because a lot of a lot of like the indie args from that period of time of like the late aughts to like the early 2010s um, got lost when Unforum went down. Um, mm-hmm which is very sad yeah i know that we um we we talk i say that the episode starts for me when i show up that's not entirely true but i know that we we try to um do a decent job of kind of splitting out and saying okay we just covered a big corporate arg mm-hmm. or we don't we've done two in a row let's look at indies for a couple weeks or you know we we just did a couple of one shots let's do a three-parter or something like that so i know that we do a bit, a lot more work. I feel like goes often into our planning more than it does into our uh, uh, the research. It's not necessarily true, but like we do a lot of like vibes based planning of like mm-hmm. my gut feel says that we need to change it up a little bit and do something a little bit different. So that way, I don't I don't want to always be putting out like welcome to part three of an arg. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Partially because they get fewer listens than part ones or or single parters. Uh, not that that's entirely what drives us, but like it does. It it is a bit of diminishing returns. Where the longer an arc goes, the less response we get, um, which makes sense, but is uh, disheartening. Um, but then also, like those still deserve to get covered. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, giving things what they deserve. Yeah, and then also like this year is the first year we've kind of around with doing like episodes on something that might not necessarily fill up a full episode or like episodes on args that like weren't fully documented so it's like all right i could tell you half the story and like here's this weird thing i want to talk about 
<laughs> this is it's us trying to weaponize the uh the podcasting curse where i feel like moonshot gets us a lot between us and i know interstitial has things uh with the percy jackson podcast where mm-hmm. anytime that we talk about something and say you know what this has been definitive enough that we can finally talk about it definitively uh the next day after we hit publish someone's like by the way jaducible's back doing more with ben drowned and it's like well we tried so we're trying to weaponize that now and saying, great, we're going to cover half of this ARG that clearly is never going to get finished. And then we look directly into the camera as we record. Yeah, we're the reason the new Grand Theft Auto game got announced. Us. <laughs> it's our fault. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's also like <coughs> some args that have been on my list to cover for a while and I just like never feel like I can squeeze them in or or I'll look at them and be like I don't want to talk about this this week and it just gets pushed off and one day one day we'll do it <laughs> there's also some I have bookmarked that haven't ended yet <laughs> uh-huh that's the other thing with args is that so many are often left like to be continued dot 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 mm-hmm. and it's like okay but for real though or <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple years guys you never know uh, one, of the, one of these days I, I do think that uh maybe 2024 is the year that we just say screw it the next six months are gonna be year zero yeah i, w- I was gonna say like the the actual like one of the most difficult ones i think to cover is gonna be year zero because like it took place over like 20 different websites and there were like a billion different plot threads and every time like I have an outline for it. I have two outlines for it. But every time I go in and look at them, I'm like, I don't even, like, I don't fucking know where to start with this. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of, ar- uh, weirdly, <laughs> would, wouldn't you know, uh, a lot of args are such big sprawling things and it's hard to make episodes about them. Uh, funny how things that don't lend themselves to traditional narratives uh, often find difficulty when we try to find the narrative in them. Yeah, Year Zero had uh, I've pulled up one of my one of my pages I have bookmarked thirty one different websites I think. Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, all right, so you're saying this one's about a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, that that is um kind of our general planning and research strategy, I guess, that we go into. Uh, with that in mind, I guess we haven't actually answered the question did you have you had any that are like particularly hard to research or any that have been or or what makes them easy to research uh what makes them easy to research is if they have uh a lot of documentation which is why i have swapped over to begging and pleading people to submit args that have documentation to us um i think the hardest are like the indie ones that i have to go onto the forums and like make my own outline for like art of the heist was really hard because that was only backed up on the unforums and uh-huh. all of the sites were defunct. So I just kind of had to scrap the full outline for that together from like what I could piece together from the forums. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Are there uh, any uh, white whales that you want from the unforums? Uh, my white whale is actually something that is not on the unforums. It is uh, the ZDK12 ARG, which was a Tumblr ARG that I played. And I have put out a bounty on this. And the creator has sent me an email being like, hey, I don't even know if I have everything backed up from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like if you're a- if you're out there. <laughs> And it's like a thing that I would love to talk about as like one of the like proto Tumblr arcs that I think kind of led to stuff like Sexy Girl Max. But it's like it is so like a lot of the blogs that existed to document it like either don't exist anymore or only have like part of it. And it's just like there there is nothing out there that has like the full documented history of it and the and the. The tumblers that it was on, I'm pretty sure, just like don't exist anymore. So, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. If anyone has, hi. If you played in this old defunct ARG, <laughs> you're you're our target audience. So, like, if you're there, please reach out. We have a bounty out. We will we will give you money or something. Mart has a bounty ready to go. Yeah. If if you for whatever reason have more backed up than the literal creator of the arc, <laughs> <sighs> it is tough when so much of arg stuff, like a lot of the backup that I feel like we've had in different args that we've played in, in particular, have been like not something that we set up as an archive, but just like here's our working space, but we've decided it's better to keep everything from the past mm-hmm. instead of clearing it as more puzzles come in. And so those kind of working documents, I feel like, are um, just gold for stuff like this in a way that I would never have expected before working on the podcast that they would be like, I don't know, in the same way that like an old an old prairie family didn't realize that their, I don't know, shear, their, their sheep shearing tools would be worth something to a museum someday, right? Like, you never know what's going to be the like stuff that is good for documentation and 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 um you know documenting a, a, a life and puzzle well lived so if you've got anything if you're clearing out your google docs and say oh weird i've got these weird documents set up please send them our way if you can please send them to us i want them <laughs> <laughs> well uh speaking of uh types of episodes that we've done and some newer things that we've been dealing with uh uh friend of the show friend of the network claudia alexandrite sends in uh, would you want to do more ARG creator interviews? Uh, also, if you had a muse that twisted your creative vision in exchange for success, what would your muse do? Um, the first part of that is yes, by God, yes. Yes, and we uh, we might have one set up very soon. Keep an ooh, eye out. <laughs> ooh, keep an eye out. Uh, I think that they are some of the I, – I, I, they're some of the episodes I enjoy the most. Um, I like delving into the history of an ARG, but I really love hearing the approach from creators and hearing the the vision behind things and, and seeing how that all came to be. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like doing these episodes. I love, um, I love putting them together. Uh, they can be a little harder just because – Mm-hmm. we're working with people that aren't necessarily set up to record a podcast every week or, you know, multiple a week. So there's a bit of a tech curve that comes in doing those episodes, but it's absolutely worth it. And I love the response. I love the response that we get to them and how much fun we have making them. I, I wouldn't trade them away. Yeah, it was, it was on my list. I think last year is like something I wanted to do more and it, it still is. And I am glad that we are actually doing more of them. <laughs> It's it's really nice that we've been able to extend that a, li- a bit beyond just um, our friends that have done an ARG. Now we can talk to them. Uh-huh. Um, it's cool that we've shifted out um, into a, a deeper realm of you know other indie creators that have done that. I would love to try and get um, you know someone that worked for 
a big ad house working on on a, a major ARG that we've covered at some point or I'm looking into those. I'd love to do, talk with someone like that, but there is a bit where I worry that it's like stuff tucked behind NDAs or just like, oh yeah, I went in, it was one of six marketing, you know, yeah. materials I was putting together at the time. So yeah, it was, it was just another Tuesday. You know, I, I worry that that's what we're going to get from bigger, more corporate arcs, but I, w- I would love to talk to some more, you know, people from Allison Smith or 42 Entertainment that have done these on a bigger, broader scale. I agree. That would be very fun. Uh, but yeah, I I would love to do that. Yeah. Hey, if you if you're listening and you used to work at Forty Two Entertainment, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> or and and I'm just grabbing a uh, grabbing the ones off the top of the head. If you've worked on an arc and you want to come on and talk about it, by all means, please reach out. Uh, we've got our our email in the show notes. It's argonautspodcast at gmail dot com, uh, or send us a DM on on Twitter here. Or... Do we have a blue sky, Marn? Now that it's open, did we set that up yet? Uh, I don't think so. I will do that. Find us on Blue Sky. We'll probably be ArgonautsPod at dot blue sky dot social dot whatever. Um, but yeah, reach out if reach out if you're interested. We would love to uh, love to hear from people. Um, beyond that, to the back half of that question, Marn, if you had a muse that twisted your creative vision in exchange for success, what would you want your muse to do? Um, right. Ooh, I don't. I think I think it would have to do with writing. But I don't. Ooh, I don't know what it would twist it to be. <laughs> Writing a lot of fiction and fan fiction that's just like two guys standing in a room talking. <laughs> I, I feel like you would you would end up writing like you know how how there's a chunk of modern like uh, YA pop lit that is just like reworked Raylo fan fiction. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I feel like if you had to be corrupted in some way, that would be the way that they got you. That, where you're that just makes like, sense. yeah, people aren't allowed to know it, but this is Sonic the Hedgehog X Sans fan fiction that I wrote. Yeah. And it has been repurposed. Yeah, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I I feel like if I had a muse, it would be um I I would want it to be something like uh, there are a lot of, or at least there were back when, like the more competitive formats were the bigger deal in the magic space. Uh, but I used to watch a lot of streamers and stuff that would do, or, or YouTube creators mostly that would say like, Hey, here's my weird wacky deck for the week. Um, I'm going to play a couple games, post it online and that'll be my, you know, my, my content for the week. Um, I think that like chaining myself to magic, the gathering to do, that kind of deck tech coverage where it's like, yeah, I get YouTube numbers, but like, I'm not great at the game. I just play weird decks and I have to grind through to the find the like four games where the deck actually performs the way that I want to. And I ignore the 12 games where I fizzle out and do nothing. I feel like that would be the kind of content grind I get into of just like doing deck techs for decks. I hate. Ooh. Yeah. I, that, ooh, fe- that yeah, that feels like my my warped muse. Oh, I think my other answer is becoming a no sleep writer, <laughs> 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 just churning out like four thousand word short stories that are all just like there was a scary man. I stuck my hand in the hornet box and it stung. <laughs> You're just really good at writing two sentence horror stories for the subreddit. Mm-hmm. But, like, you go viral because they're bad, not because they're good. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have any questions on here that you want to ask next? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Paddington in the Discord asked, uh, this year there's been coverage of ARCs that used a wide variety of platforms, Instagram, TikTok, etc. What are the upsides and downsides of using each of these platforms? And do you think there are any underrated options? I like a TikTok ARG, but... As someone who has to look at it and talk about it on this podcast, I hate accessing TikTok on a browser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the I mean that's the double edged sword of TikTok, right? TikTok is uh, really great for mobile and really bad for desktop. Yeah, I like um, that. I like that Mesmer and Braid like just mirrored all of their TikTok stuff to Twitter. Like that's the uh-huh. way to do it. I think. Um. Instagram, I think, used to be the same way. I think that they've improved their desktop tools. Um, But Instagram, I feel like, is weird for ARGs just because of the way that their algorithm works. Mm -hmm. I Even if I, like, follow... I feel like if you want something to take off for Instagram, it has to be done in the stories, not in your posts. And that feels like such a... It feels like a time-limited thing where... I mean, you're posting it in your story with a 24-hour window, but then after that, you're just kind of at the whims of the Facebook algorithm to surface it for people that are following. And I guess there's a, a, a community aspect of it of like, you just need one person to see it and post in the where you're talking about it or whatever. Yeah. So th- that mitigates things a bit, but I don't know. Instagram, I, I have no, Instagram, I feel like falls into a, a trap like Facebook would. I've never seen or used facebook for an arg can Uh, you think of any facebook args no i i mean there's like a knock 10 group on facebook but it's not official it's just like that's where people go to talk about it sure yeah i don't i mean there was some of the john dies at the m3 arg was on facebook like just a little bit yeah because there was some stuff with like that was actively like yeah, like one of the characters had a Facebook page, but I think that yeah. was it. Okay. I feel like Facebook tries to, and I have no idea how well they moderate this these days, but I know that back in the day they were big on to like real names only verify yeah. your existence. Like I don't, so I don't know how well you can do fictional people on Facebook these days. Um, and I have no idea how threads works or if it's any good for arcs. I don't know either. Uh, none of the <laughs> threads is not old enough to show up in any args that we're talking about so um that one i could not tell you um so there's our coverage of the facebook ecosystem um set that to this oh snapchat they own snapchat right yeah i feel like snapchat you run into the same kind of problems that um instagram runs into but even further because it's like Mm -hmm. you can have a character interact on snapchat um as long as you're cool with like completely disobeying the ethos of taking screenshots of snapchat of snapchat posts right yeah like as long as you which is kind of like oh you're you're good to use it as long as people get around the whole point that people have snapchat so uh um but yeah i think that you can have a character use snapchat but i don't i wouldn't base an arg around snapchat yeah no, no, no absolutely not i think as far as like underrated options go i mean i'm always gonna say tumblr because it like I don't understand why more people aren't making args on Tumblr. Like, it lets you hide pages on your blog. Uh-huh. That it, you've got, like, you've got your arg site. You don't even have to make, like, a, a a website. Just, like, make a Tumblr and hide pages on it. Um, 
I think also Twitch. Yeah. I like ARCs that do live streams, and Twitch has a lot of interesting stuff you can do with integration. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's also things like, um, I mean, you can also do like YouTube live or Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, uh, TikTok live. Oh, yeah. I have. I have no idea how those work to be per- – this is where I'm showing my age. I'm not sure how TikTok Live works. Um, I've never Doesn't wanted – I've never watched a TikTok Live of my own volition. Um, so that's Does- probably where that one kind of falls. But um, I know YouTube Live you can do as well and do live streaming elements can is really cool. Yeah, there's a there's a YouTube channel I follow that does like interactive puzzles with like the, the YouTube live streams, which is cool. Um, um doesn't Instagram also have a live thing, or am I wrong? I'm gonna be real. I am not that up to date with it. Uh, it's <laughs> me neither. I, yeah, I I don't. <laughs> I it would never be my first instinct to <clears throat> to go there to do something live. Um, I would I would do a something live on on Twitch or YouTube if it's something mm-hmm. extra personal. But if it's something like a personal character talking to camera thing, I think TikTok might be my first my first go to. Because I feel like there's a intentionality to YouTube or Twitch streaming that doesn't like that doesn't feel as solid as something like TikTok, where it's just I open my TikTok app and I hit live, and then I'm live. Twitch yeah. is like, well, I've got a dedicated OBS setup that I'm using to stream. Uh, so there's there's a a layer of abstraction that I feel goes into a Twitch stream that isn't there on TikTok Live. Yeah, I agree. Um. I'm trying to think. X, I feel like, is a pretty dead site. Um, I feel, uh, at least it is, X is never going to grow any further than it already has. Uh, It is only going to decline. Um, Blue Sky is open now, but I don't know that very many people are using it. So uh, if you want to do something with regular posts in the Twitter vein, I think that, you know, X and X Twitter, whatever, I think that that is still, like, fine. But, like, a lot of people have left it. So you are hitting a Swiss cheesed audience. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Sky, you are hitting... You, Blue Sky is an audience of all of the holes in the Swiss cheese that were left. All the holes from the Swiss cheese of X are the makeup of Blue Sky. So uh, that's a weird metaphor, but like that's who you're hitting. So um, I don't know how Mastodon works. You could probably do something cool with Federation and work that out if you know what you're doing. Uh, but I do feel like you are also then limiting yourself to an audience of people that want to understand Mastodon Federation. So take that into account as you go. Um, yeah. Co-host, I guess. Co-host exists. <laughs> I've been told. Um, I feel like those are, I, I feel like I'm missing some big one, but those are all the, like the big ones that come to mind. Yeah. I will say uh, things that haven't I haven't really seen being used, but that I think could be cool for an ARG as long as you are willing to work around the premise presented to you by the tool at hand. Um, I think that um, Be Real could be cool for an ARG. Mm, yeah. Um, be Real as a platform that explicitly is like, it's time for your daily Be Real posting. If you had stuff ready to go so that you could post clues on your, like at your, whenever it's ready to be posted every day, that could be really cool. That's... You would need to do a lot of upfront work to be ready to go for that, though. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. I like that premise. Um, 
that's one of those things that I haven't I, I haven't figured out a like I haven't figured out a a a premise to get there. I haven't figured out a like story behind it, but I do think that something on B Real could be cool. Yeah. I also don't know how you get discovered on B Real. I don't know. I don't. That, I don't. I, that I, I wife, feel like is like something where you like you do a trailhead somewhere else, and then like as your players get to know this character, they like can add them on B Real. Exactly. Um, I I also think if you can find a more private space to. <coughs> excuse me if you can find a more private space to like do things with your arg i think that's a really cool option too whether that's mm-hmm. working on um you know we're working with a forum uh we're working with our own dedicated chat room or irc server um we're working with i remember that some of my favorite times that we've done with an arg was in some website called like blink.dj Oh yeah, plugged up DJ. I have no idea if that's still around, but it was just like a spot where people could post, like you you post video, like audio files for other people to listen to together in a group. I can't imagine this website is still up. It was it had it, to yeah, have been it was hit, like you could you could like queue YouTube videos for everybody to listen to together. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about Discord. Uh, Discord is a great place to facilitate our args. Just as a like inline forum, but there's not a lot of discoverability for a Discord. So that is a place to funnel people into, but it does not necessarily funnel info back out. Yeah. Unless you're I, actively filling in a, a Google Drive or something like that. Yeah, I kind of miss the days where like in character interaction had its own dedicated like forum or IRC channel, and then there was like a dedicated out of character like discord or skype group or whatever where everybody could run back to and like scheme (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah i i like the idea of personally i i yeah and and like you're saying i love having a place that is in game and a place that is out of game um but that is a and that that can be hard to do when you're in like a discord or something like that yeah yeah, I feel like a lot of args on Discord have kind of muddied it to the the point where like people like the GMs have to break character and be like, "Okay, this channel like none of the characters can see." And it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe just have two different spaces for <laughs> for two different things. <laughs> yeah, it it yeah, it kind of strange strains credibility. Um yeah, I think that that's my basic overview of like what is what does arg tech look like in in 2024 that's my like i guess where i'm starting the social like that's my broad overview of how social things look to me as a as a creator is that your basic breakdown too yeah that sounds about right to me i will say i have been following um the the second half of the the flavor town arg i'm like actually up to date with it now and Uh Some of the custom websites for that are crazy. Yeah, I I love just custom, you know, homespun websites. Like I Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things that everyone is saying is people are like, how do we get a better internet? And the answer is like, you build it. You learn yeah. HTML, you host it yourself, and you don't worry about going viral. But like, yeah, that that stuff's cool. And I think a lot of those are built on Tumblr, which is also wild. Tumblr has a lot of like back-end not back-end tools but it's just like there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of open to you 
yeah. in a way that a lot of social media has has filed away from. Um, but I think that my worry with Tumblr is that I just feel like it's going to go down any day. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm constantly waiting on eight shoes to drop at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you can build cool stuff on it, but there's always that risk, I guess. I, I think, to what you were saying before, I also, I feel like there is a Tumblr stigma of where I wouldn't bat an eye to learn that an that a that a character in an arg has a you know a twitter or mm-hmm. a blue sky or a mastodon i'm not bat an eye at a mastodon but you know what i mean um those wouldn't phase me in instagram learning that a character had a tumblr for me i'm just like oh are they 14 and i know that that's <laughs> i know that that is a biased understanding of tumblr because all the 14 year olds i know were on there you know 10 years ago they're all well 15 years ago you know we're all 30 now um but it is like i don't know it 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 feels weird to be like oh this character has a tumblr that's a choice um that that doesn't feel like a technical choice as much as it does a weird character choice Mm -hmm. tiktok i feel like is kind of the same way where i'm just like oh why is this guy on tiktok um those are those are the only as if, if you're not presenting as like a YouTuber, it doesn't phase me when you have a YouTube. Um, it does phase me when you have a Tumblr or a TikTok. That's the only like negatives to those I can think of that I haven't already expressed. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, that's I think it for that question. Um Martin, I got another question that came in on on Twitter from uh this one's from Michael Anderson, who uh you all may remember runs Argnet. You should check out Argnet. Argnet is great. Uh, find them at ARGN or go to Argnet and read their cool coverage. I've done a lot of stuff of the uh, Magic the Gathering ARG recently. Um, just good stuff. Uh, great website. Um, also, previous guest on our our hundredth episode uh, where we did. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did we call it? Um, Argchili. Um, um Argchili. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Michael writes in and says. Uh, you've talked about franchises that you wished would create an ARG, but what franchise or brand do you hope never does one? Um, Minecraft. Didn't they do? Or, well, I guess, I guess nothing, that was one that was in Minecraft, yes, but not official. Nothing that official Minecraft does will be any better than teenagers fucking around doing little puzzles for themselves and their servers. There's yeah. no way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, 100%. Um, uh for me uh warhammer 40k or anything related to warhammer um i've just gone long enough without having to learn about warhammer and i'm i'm good actually uh i don't i don't need a reason that i have to learn about the emperor or whatever (laughs) are you excited to talk about the magic the gathering arg in like two months when it ends (sighs) you know i i went to a pre-release for the new magic the gathering set Uh, i'm not gonna say it was because it has an arg but it did interest me um and i did i did go to the the pre-release and i uh immediately forgot that there was anything i was supposed to look into clues wise and just built a deck and wrecked face so i am excited to learn a little bit about it and it will be nice to go into an arg where i already know the characters involved because it takes place, it takes place on a plane that I'm familiar with. I'm just worried that I'm going to be like, "Well, why the hell did they kill them?" <laughs> so, we'll see how that goes. 
Have I told you my conspiracy theory that they pushed this whole arc uh, and like made this a big deal because they're trying to fix the uh, the Google results for Wizards of the Coast detectives? <laughs> I know how far out they work on sets, so I don't think that's necessarily true. I feel like they would have more directly done like they would have released a character named Pink Erton. <laughs> If they were real, because I don't think the people are just like, can you believe they sent Pinkerton detectives to their house? People say, can you believe they sent Pinkertons to that guy's house? So I, I don't know that like that actually affects their SEO. I just want to believe it's true. <laughs> I I will say they did. Uh, they did have a card in this set that was a reference to Among Us. So I feel I like. I feel like that's has to be your litmus scale for like how long it takes an episode or a set to come out. Um, in the same way that like you can see tweets sometimes you're just like, oh, it took your legal team two months to clear this meme, huh? <laughs> no one's used that meme in a while. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have another question that you'd want to get into, or do you have any other? Do you have any other uh, franchises that you're you? Are, that is on your 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 arg ick list. Oh, um, I, there's very few. I feel like I'm I'm always like rooting for franchises that I like to do args just because I want to see like more of of their characters and stuff. I don't know, maybe like Pokemon. I don't think the Pokemon company has what it takes. I don't think so. I I I'll do one for Pokemon. Yeah, like hire, let hire us me and do I'll the do Pokemon it. Arc. <laughs> I, I feel like there are a lot of companies that um, could do a good ARG, but they are too big of a company and will trip over their own legs because they have to get branding involved. Exactly. They have to get legal involved. They have to get marketing involved. I think Nintendo is one of them. I think Pokemon is one of them. I feel like I, I would have said that Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro is one of them, but they seem like they've pulled one off pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because they've let go of every person that would have, you know, gotten in the way probably, uh, with all their layoffs. But, um, I feel like, like, you know, five gum is one of them. I never thought I would have had to say that I don't want juicy fruit to do an ARG, but here we are. (laughs) Um, I feel like pop tarts would do something stupid and I wouldn't enjoy that. Um, yeah, I'm trying I to think of like have, what are I hope that the brands that like tried to be cool on Tumblr in the 2010s do an arg like Denny's. Yeah, Denny's, Wendy's, Steakums, like mm-hmm. the the cursed brand trifecta. Yeah, like if your if your brand is gonna know what an arg is in like a winking way, you shouldn't Don't be do doing it. what. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, 100, 100. I I I would want a. It's one of those things that, like, I feel like Dropout could do a cool arg, yeah. but I don't know what it would be in service of, and I feel like they've got a lot of spinning plates as it is. Yeah, I agree. They they sort of, like, did one last year where they, like, kind of teased that there was going to be a bonus episode of Game Changer, but it wasn't really an arg. It was just, like, the clues are all there, and then they put out the bonus episode. <laughs> right, yeah, the clues are just, like... Oh, there's 11 cards, but only 10 episodes or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, that's not really an arg. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than when, when um, there's a TikTok I saw once and they weren't talking about args, but they were talking about like 
what's this weird thing that this brand is doing online? And the person just said, it's a viral marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. It's it's advertising. It's a viral marketing campaign. It is just a viral marketing campaign. I feel like there are so many things where people are just like, is this an ARG? And the people respond with like eyes emojis. And it's like, wow. And it's just a viral marketing campaign. It is not an ARG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I And a lot of these companies, I think, should just stick to viral marketing campaigns. I don't need the I don't need the Pokemon arg. I'll run it myself. I think fans can do better stuff with it themselves. Yeah, exactly. The Pokemon it's like the one Minecraft thing. Like fifteen year olds fucking around in their own time are going to make something that's like infinitely more interesting than like a focus group at your video game company can make. Yeah, Pepsi shouldn't do an arg. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> please don't. Please don't step on my arg. Uh, Chipotle should like at this point we're just like no brand no Forbes 500 company should do an arc is that like is that enough is that like a good cutoff I think so yeah um yeah I think that that basically sums up how I feel about uh about it yeah yeah do you have any other questions oh we did okay we did get another for Paddington that's what's the wildest puzzle that's ever been put in front of you Oh, I think boy. we talked about this in the Blink Network arc, because I think for me it was the big mega puzzle that kept getting teased throughout that. And it was like, you had to like go into one of the images and like there was a specific string of pixels in there that wasn't supposed to be in there. And it like translated to binary. And that was like as far as we ever got with it. And I spent so many graveyard shifts while that arg was going on, zooming in on photos on the front page of that website and looking for pixels. I'm going to pick one uh, because you asked this question and I, I blanked on every puzzle that's ever been put in front of me. Um, but I'm going to pick one that came in in the uh, not the not not that arg, but the one before that I did uh, with that same creator, which is for the uh, the uh, Jason Pargin book. This book is full of spiders. Holy. I do not remember how it got to this point, but at some point we had. Either we had a word bank of like 32 words or we just had to start putting words in and see where they got us. But there was a chain of puzzles that was just here is a website with a text box on it and you put in one of the words it could be. And if it was wrong, it would kick you back to the first text box. Oh my god. Man, I want to cover that arc, but the wiki for it is bad. <laughs> no yeah. offense to you or anybody else who played it. <laughs> no worries. Um, but, and so the way that the puzzle played out was just you are trying to find the right order for like, I think I said 32. That seems like it's too many. But it was like 16 text boxes in a row that you needed to put in in the correct order. That's wild. And when you like the first person that did part of that arg was like the first person who would get to a solved point on certain spots would like get points and win prizes, which were typically like advanced reader copies of the books or like I I at some point somewhere have a stand that was like um, a marketing stand that would go at a Barnes and Noble for the book. Um that I got as part of this, but it was like, whoever got to this thing first, got like an advanced, like an, an, an actual advanced reader copy and like, um, or like a step further, like a publisher proof, like something rarer than an arc. Uh, but it was, it was a long, complicated puzzle. It was just like, 
You got to get it in order. Everyone gets this at the same time. Everyone's kind of working together, but they don't want to like mm-hmm. let other people get it, with yeah. it first. So it was a weird like cooperative but combative puzzle. Uh, it was cool. That's fun. I like that a lot. And yeah, and at the end of the day, it's just can you fill in words into text boxes in order with no context, no like we weren't spelling out anything, we weren't writing out a sentence or anything like that. It was just can you get to the end? It was it was I had to tap out to go to class, unfortunately, but uh it was a long day. Yeah, that sounds excruciating, but also really funny. I like when uh I like when when puzzles kind of fuck with people like that. Yeah, um, no, me too. Not to keep bringing up the Flavor Town arc, but the most recent thing that happened in that is that Paddington got sent a box in the mail that had clues on paper hidden under a bunch of dirt. Hell yeah. So it was just a box full of soil, and they were like, here, dig through this fucking soil. (laughs) You want your clues so bad. (laughs) Oh... I just like it when args uh, are a little bit shitty to their players. It's always funny. <laughs> I agree. Well, I to uh, yeah, no, I I think that <laughs> I I like I like friction and I like adversarial relationships to a game. Um, part of and it is why, just like that's I like why Fortune five hundred companies shouldn't be allowed to make args. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there, it's one of those things that like I like. Um, you know, I like playing. Uh, just in, in video games, I like playing, you know, I I like playing hard modes on games that are like doing like tactic stuff. Not necessarily when a hard mode is just like, we gave everything twice as much HP. That doesn't do it for me. But like, I like playing on like, I like playing games I can lose. I like doing Nuzlocke runs. I like, I like it when there's that kind of friction and like, I'm probably going to die a lot while playing this game. I like Souls games. And I, I would prefer it when an ARG emulates that style than just like, I don't know, a a social media hug box. Yeah. No, I agree. I like a puzzle that's got a little mean to it. Yeah. Um speaking of people getting anger disappointed, uh, uh speaking of, uh we've got a question from Cheryl Dies at the end on Discord that says Unfiction is a decently new-ish medium that a lot of people, even to this day, can't really digest, especially if they're unfamiliar with the genre. I've seen people all across from the years, from 2006 with Lonely Girl 15 to now, with things like Diminish, uh, getting incredibly angry or disappointed when finding out something presented as real as fictional. What are your thoughts on this? Is there a way to make unfiction more easily digestible for people? Uh, Do you know what Diminish is? Yeah, uh, I follow it. It's a YouTube series. Um, it is a not quite arg. It's more of a web series about like a guy playing a video game that his uh, his sister, who has like recently passed away, made for him. And there's all sorts of like weird kind of supernatural stuff going on in the game, um, and like messages from his his dead sister. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Okay, cool. Um, it's not like horror. It is. It is like more of a of like a drama. Um, it's really good. Okay, um, I know that I've seen this kind of reaction also with like uh, I remember um, I got a postcard in the mail for this, but I didn't really participate too deep. Uh, I'm also I, I never figured out how they got my address for this postcard, but I know that there was a uh, some postcards that got sent out a couple years ago that people were really hyped up about doing an arg for, and then they discovered it was for Fortnite, and people got really mad. Oh yeah, um, that was but funny. Al- 
Also, like, uh, I know that there was a, um, oh, there was something else that people got mad about being an ARG and not, well, okay, maybe not mad, but I remember that. Oh, um, was it the, the, like, Harry Styles thing that everybody thought was, like, an ARG and then it turned out to be a Harry Styles thing? Yeah, the weird island. Yeah. Adora or something. Or uh-huh. a palindrome of that or something. Um, the other, the, the one that I was thinking of, I remember that there was that, um. There are so many weird puzzle or weird puppet things that come out that I get it confused with others. But I remember that there was a like someone was trying to do a puppet like fake children's television show puppet thing not too long ago. And then like an audience kind of took off and ran with it. Oh, welcome home. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's still going. Is it? Okay. I know that like you occasionally get a thing where like audiences grab onto something and they're like, we're going to make it real. And like uh, uh kind of force it to be an R given even though it's not really meant to be by the creators. So that one that one is a weird situation cuz like it is an ARG and it ha- and like it is updating at the pace an ARG would so like something every couple of months but like people have taken it and run with it and are acting like it's like a TV show fandom. It's very weird. I don't okay. know, man. I, I I like it. I follow the creator. I, I'm jazzed by, like, the stuff that they're doing. I just, like, cannot interact with, like, the fan base around it at all. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, ju- I just want to see, like, the stuff that's on the website, and, like, that is the interaction I want to have with this. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, um, I think in kind of a similar way, I remember the uh, Siren Head yeah monster that someone like i want to say was that a trevor henderson yeah uh where like this guy put out like a siren head here's a thing that i'm working on like here's a you know a a monster i've created and then uh people were just like cool here's here's my slender here's my siren head thing you should buy my game about siren head and they were just like uh siren head is my intellectual property that i'm working on and doing this with you can't just start selling a game that you made in unity to profit off of my monster in a way that (laughs) i don't know it's interesting because it was like a lot of people were just like oh it's like a slender man thing that i'm gonna just make my own thing and then start selling and he was just like no this is not a slender man situation like i am i am trying to make this my thing like i am i am trying to sell this to actual like you know sell a movie and stuff like that to actual places yeah that's like also kind of what happened with welcome home where people were like oh like here's like my head cannons and like au's of these characters and it's like there there's an actual like there's a there's a story unfolding over there like hello <laughs> like the, the creator is, is is telling you a story it's interactive even <laughs> Yeah, like what? What AU do you need? There's we're already making the U. Yeah, the, like the U hasn't even been made yet. It's not an A. To, there's no alternate to anything at this point. Yeah, and just like making up lore and like acting like it's it's real. People, the internet has done something to a lot of people where they need to make up lore for every horror thing, even if it's like a thing that is supposed to be scary just on its own unexplained it's very much the internet is the uh the i think you should leave uh it was also yeah. the night when the skeletons came to life <laughs> yeah. 
sketch uh, in a lot of ways. Just like someone's like, I'm going to tell a dark, scary story. And someone else is like, there are skeletons. Bones are their money. They pull your hair up, but not out. You slide into the back rooms. Level one is just the walls, but there's level two and level three, too. And that's where the guys get you. Uh, I feel like we've gotten a little bit away from the question. <laughs> a, a little bit. Uh, how do to to jump back? Yeah, I remember like Lonely Girl fifteen. People were upset that uh, that wasn't a real girl doing an actual vlog, like a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's a bit of the other side of things too, where you'll get things like um, uh, I am Sophie, where I think that the reaction is more like, "Oh, thank God, there's more to this than just some." rich heiress talking about her life yeah i was i was gonna bring that up too because like i i actually feel like in the year of our lord 2024 it is like harder to conceal that something is an arg because like people knew pretty quickly that i am sophie was an arg whereas like lonely girl 15 it took a lot of people months to figure it out Uh uh-huh and like I, I feel like with the internet being what it is, like it's harder to do that kind of reveal now. Yeah, I think so. I I feel like to talk to people's anger about args, I, I do think that um, an arg is kind of like even args that aren't advertisements for a product, um, they are still in some ways the fictionality of a thing is kind of an advertisement for the person making it mm-hmm. in the way that our current creator space is shaped by everyone needing to be on and being self-promoting at all times. Yeah. And I, I think that these kind of args, they, they feel like they have to be part of a, you know, when they be, when they are just self-expression, they are also, self-portfolio work and they are also self-promotion and uh just putting art out there is also portfolio building whether you want it to be or not because our creator economy is based around portfolios whether we like it or not you know Mm -hmm. yeah and so i feel like the the reveal that something is not just here's a real thing, but it is an artificial thing that someone has created. And therefore you are now viewing someone's artistic output. That's off putting to a lot of people. Um, just because a lot of times it's like, well, I didn't sign up for this kind of artistic output. I, I signed up for that kind in the same way that like, in the same way that my parents would get upset if they went to a a movie expecting it to be one thing. And then it turned out to be a meta analysis of, (laughs) Like if my parents went to see, uh, um, like, I don't know, some meta rom-com and they'd walk out going like, I just wanted to see a rom-com. I didn't want to see a breakdown of expectations in romantic comedies. See, unfortunately, I'm a mark for that shit and that would get me real good. I would enjoy that. And so so am I to the point that like, I wouldn't have checked out the movie in the first place because no one told me it was a, it was a weird deconstruction of rom-coms. Um, but like, you know, my, I, I feel like there's that kind of once a thing becomes an arg, mm-hmm. it, it inherently takes on a meta commentary and a meta performance role that I think that is like it, that I think makes sense to me that people want to bounce off of in in the same way that like 
oh, I thought I was solving a cool thing about postcards not getting advertised Fortnite, the biggest yeah. video game on the planet. I'm out. Yeah, and like I get really excited when something turns out to be an ARG, but usually when it's like turns out to be an indie ARG. And yes. is it like trying to sell me something? <laughs> yeah. I I I yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot more to say on that, but I, I do think it is one of those things that like if something is an ARG, I'll be excited about it, but I am gonna be a little less excited if I realize mm-hmm. oh, it's an ARG for juicy fruit. Yeah, exactly. The gum? Well, I know how it chew, how it feels to chew five gum. I'm good, actually. Um, the thing is, unless it is the thing that it's trying to tell me is so objectively insane, like insane compared to like the tone and subject of the arc. You're you're in for juicy fruit. You're telling me. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Because I I I think that I think that we need those back in the world. They've disappeared. <laughs> well, I know it's also like, um, it's, 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 it always feels like a cop out to say like, oh, well, I like the thing when it's good. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like if I'm starting in on an ARG and then it's getting revealed to me that like, oh, this is part of like a marketing campaign for a movie that looks interesting. I could be more on board for that. To me, yeah. the problem comes in when like, the only times that happens are for like major studio releases or for like sequels to sequels. So it's like, yeah. Oh, it's for Tron legacy. Okay. Oh, it's, it's for that weird PG 13 horror movie. The Lazarus project is coming out. <laughs> I'm making that one up. But like if, if, if like an indie movie, like an actual indie movie was like doing an arg to let you in before that came out. Like I think an a 24 movie doing an arg could be cool yeah i agree you know with all the caveats of like it feels like a weird cop-out to say like as long as it's good but like you know if it was good i think it could be cool yeah there's like a there's like a one of those like punnett square diagrams it's like if it's cool and if it's good on you know where it's like when they line up well that's really cool if it's cool and not good it's kind of like whatever cool if it's good but like lame then it's like well i don't really need a a good arg for Tron. Like <laughs> you got to hit that sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it does feel prescriptive. It, it feels weirdly prescriptive to be like, are they going to do a good arg? <laughs> or a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of great args with great products as a result of them, Ash Linsky writes in and says, this may have been discussed, but with Argyle and their in universe meta style book release, do you think the days of doing ARGs in that fashion are over? Do you think the internet and social media has made it hard for ARGs to exist and get started? Do you know about Argyle, Marn? Uh, I watched a video on it recently, and I know that it is a movie that has, like, a tie-in book that is, like, the book written within the universe of that movie, and people were, like, coming up with a bunch of conspiracy theories that, like, J.K. Rowling wrote it and that Taylor Swift wrote it. And then it turned out to be just, like, two guys who ghost wrote it who, like, nobody had ever heard of. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I, wa- I, I want to pull people aside. Um, not every conspiracy has to be about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I feel like Taylor Swift conspiracy theories are just, like, liberal QAnon. I think the thing was that like people were assuming because they like 
claimed that the movie was based on the book and the book hadn't actually been published yet. So people were assuming like, oh, this is like a book that is like being published by a celebrity, which is why they optioned it for a film deal before the book is even out. But like what actually happened was they put the book out as promotion for the movie as like an in-universe thing. And a lot of people did not make that connection. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I heard other people talk about uh, J.K. Rowling being behind it because J.K. Rowling has published under pseudonyms before. Mm-hmm. And the pitch that the guy gave about the book was that the, the idea for it came to him when he was thinking, what if a wizard went up to J.K. Rowling and was like, hey, everything you wrote about is true? Yeah. And and like that idea spun into this. And so like then people were just like, so is this just because J.K. Rowling is splintered off and she writes under a pseudonym now writing mm-hmm. like spy fiction or whatever. Yeah. So people were just like, is this just that where they were like, you can't make a J.K. Rowling movie in the year of our Lord 2024, which I do want to back up and tell people. Yeah, they can. They're still making Hogwarts shit. People on TikTok are into Hogwarts. Like, didn't they? Didn't they cancel the rest of the of the movie of like the Fantastic Beast movies? Though I thought those like didn't make any money. I mean, yeah, they didn't make the third sequel to the spin-off Harry Potter series, <laughs> but like yeah, they put enough. out a triple A Harry Potter video game this year. Like, unfortunately, the franchise isn't dead. Um, and I don't think her name is as po- like I don't think her name is as poisonous to the grand circle of culture as it is to like our neck of the woods. But it's also wild because like the movie is by the guy who made Kingsman and people were like, Oh, maybe this is just like his crazy movie that he wanted to make. And they just like released a book based on it. Well, apparently it ties into the Kingsman universe too. Yes. I did read about that. It, apparently, has, like, a, it has like a stinger that establishes it's in the same universe. God, Kingsman made a, a a perfect movie, and then they just kept making movies. Um, this isn't my recommendation for the week, but there is an anime that just like takes all of the aesthetics of Kingsman and is like, I'm gonna like go over here and like play with my own characters in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if if you like Kingsman but you think that it could have been done better, you should watch High Card. It's getting a season two right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just like it is Kingsman to the point where I was watching it and I was like, is this like are they allowed to do this? Like is they is somebody gonna sue them for this? <laughs> um to to get back more directly to the question though. I this one's a little weird because I don't think that Argyle's necessarily an ARG. I don't think it is. It's it's just a it's just a a book with a or a, a movie with a tie-in book, but they published them weird and then they got delayed. Be, I don't I don't know if it was just either the book got delayed, which caused the movie to get delayed, or what I, more likely I think is that the movie yeah. had delays and so they they kicked back the release of the book, which only caused the weirdness because it was like. I thought you were basing the movie on the book. So how's, how are they both get how like the mm-hmm. movie's getting kicked, but how's the book getting kicked too? Cause it didn't want to tell anyone it was like a tie in thing. So I, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like this is, isn't really an arg that didn't get kicked off the ground, but I do think that like this kind of tie in stuff, it, it's hard to do on such a huge scale, but yeah. I, I, I I think it's just a matter of 
I think it's a matter of justification in in a venture capital world. Um, in the way that we've talked about, like I think that a lot of money for weird shit like this dried up in the 2008 financial crash. Like it, I think that things are only going to continue to dry up as the economy has shifted into such a venture capital backed thing where the line has to keep moving up in, in the same way that like, you know, right now we're seeing a lot of like game studios shut down because of how interest rates work and how in getting paid back for investments, isn't quite paying out the same, you know, X times increments that, that they would in the past because money, it sounds stupid to say, but money costs more now um, from a, a investment funding point of view. Mm-hmm. And so you're do, doing such a big, like, like publishing a book from a major publishing house at the same time that you're doing a major, like studio film release. That's two tent poles trying to work together in a, a field in, in two separate fields where tent poles are not guaranteed and don't really work in this way very much anymore. Yeah, in retrospect, it's kind of crazy that they were like allowed to do this. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know everything that goes into this on the back end, but like this is one of those things that, like, frankly, this makes more sense as an ARG. Yeah, where it's infinitely cheaper to set up websites, write some website copy create a fake bureau of argyle spy work or what I, I i don't know the fill in whatever <laughs> proper nouns you want from the book right but like it it's much it makes much more sense to do like we can find character dossiers we can do stuff like this and find the argyle code and get the original input and then you go see the movie and it's like ah the flash drive they're chasing down it's got the code we found out about in the arg I feel clever for having done this before I went to see this. What I hear is an incredibly bad movie, right? <laughs> like that, that makes more sense as an arg model than it does as a double tentpole release model. I, I, feel. I agree. Yeah, I agree. They should do a Kings and arg. Oh, there's, a, I, I want to take back my answer to places that should not do an arg. <laughs> That, that's that the thing is it's one of those things that like the franchise i think it's one of those this is how you would do it i don't think you should but this is how you should have done it if you're if you're if you're insisting on having done it this is what it should have been um but yeah that's that's really where like when the most interesting thing about your book is that people are latching on and they think taylor swift wrote it like that's a problem yeah. it is yeah. not a selling point yeah <laughs> Go do a bracket. I think I have it in me to do a bracket. Let's do it. Do 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 do. Welcome to the 2024 Argies. Yay! So I have everything from 2024 except uh, the Grand Theft Auto one that I did with Blake on here because that a was more of a here's something cool episode than an arg episode and b also you weren't on it <laughs> and also yes. and also i needed an even number of args for this bracket <laughs> <laughs> sounds good um, if you're gonna if you're gonna limit any of them i think that's a good one to limit 
Yeah. Uh, so I took 16 of the 17 ARGs that we covered. It's crazy that we did 17 ARGs last year. Um, I randomized them, and they are here in our... I think last year we also called it a Mar- March Madness bracket, but it's not March, so we can't call it that this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh... Our first, our first round matchup is Don't Feed the Muse versus uh, Human Preservation Project, the Five Gum ARG starring uh, Terry O'Quinn and I think Summer Glau. Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe you're putting Human Preservation Product Project at the 16 seed. I did not actually see this. I just took the list and randomized it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, I mean. I, I don't think it's a surprise that we liked Don't Feed the Muse. Yeah. Um, Human Preservation Project is is such a... That's that's where I was talking before about those Punnett squares of like, is it cool? Is it good? This is where uh-huh. it is good, but it is not cool. And so it falls on its face. It's very much a product of its time, I think, which is why I wanted to talk about it and why I was like excited to do an episode on it because it's, it's very much a product of the like mid-aughts, like all of these companies are like trying to do cool like viral marketing stuff. <laughs> it it reminds me of uh back when people still liked Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Um, there was the year that like or like the the same time frame or whatever where we had like Captain Marvel released and Black Panther released. Mm-hmm. And I was like these are kind of the same movie cuz they're just the like in a lot of ways they are the Marvel is going to introduce this character and they are going to introduce this setting and we're going to have relatively the same like character beats that everyone goes through, you know, before the big finish at the end of the movie. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Captain Marvel, like, and and if you look at all of these things, they either hit or they don't. Right. You get an on off switch for every element that goes into a Marvel movie. And Sam and I walked out of it and we were like, you know, Captain Marvel's or uh, uh, Black Panther's what happens when like, all of those things hit like when, when they're all flipped up into yes. And Captain Marvel, we were all like, it's the same kind of things. None of them just hit for me this time. And that's how I feel about human preservation project where it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a 42 entertainment arc. It's hitting all the switches. They're just Mm -hmm. hitting in the wrong direction and they don't work that way. Yeah. It's like fun to talk about, but that's, that's pretty much it. There's, don't feed the muse is is just like a lot to dig into and it's it's obviously very cool and, and we liked it yeah yeah we can we can talk dig more into it when it has harder a harder matchup yeah uh next up here you have mesmer and braid versus buttermilk is alive yes buttermilk is alive for people who don't remember is we did it on kind of a double episode with Z, and it was the one for the X Games where it was like, ooh, the the mountain that like the Winter X Games is on is alive and it's eating people. Mesmer yes. and Braid, we literally just did an episode on. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that one was, uh, what if an architecture firm was run by wizards? Yes. I, I like both of these conceptually. Mm-hmm. I I like the X Games advertising and saying like, "Hey, our mountain, what if a mountain killed people?" I I think that's really fun and like a cool way to implement an arg if you're the fucking X Games, you know. Um, I it was just kind of short and didn't quite have all of the energy behind it that I would want for an X Games arg. Yeah, I agree, especially because like. 
a lot of the stuff surrounding it no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do remember in talking about it, a lot of that stuff that is yeah. no longer around doesn't, in the kindest way, it doesn't really feel like a tragedy, you know? It's just kind of like a, oh, it's a bummer that that's not around to see anymore, but I'm not yeah really losing anything by not getting it. Like, it has cool visuals. Like, I... I I like the the concept of the mountain eating people, and I like that they did some like viral videos of that. But I think that Mesmer and Braid stands more on its own as like a a story and a, a cool thing. Yeah, I think Mesmer and Braid goes on. I think that it just it's got a little bit more going for it, and it's got more oomph. Even if I think Buttermilk is Alive is a better premise, but I think that Mesmer and Braid carried things on and like had the better finish. You know? Yeah. Our next matchup is uh, two movie ARGs, uh, Monster Hunter Club, which was the ARG for the host, and Flynn Lives, the Tron ARG. I'm trying not to let it just be that I like the host more than I like Tron Legacy. <laughs> but I am I... mad at you that we covered Tron Legacy for Meteorg Analysis <laughs> instead of the host. We can still do an episode on the host. I think the time has passed. I, I just get to be mad at you now. I've actually never seen it. Oh, you're missing out. I know. Um, I've been meaning to watch it for like years. I think Flynn Lives had a lot of really cool stuff going on in it. Yeah. But Monster Hunter Club is about stuff I care about more and am more interested in. But it did. It was just kind of a, we go onto websites and we learn about characters. Whereas Flynn Lives actually lived in the real world and did like, uh, uh, like some dead drops and stuff like that, if I'm remembering right, had some like actual events happen. And I, I want to reward that more than <laughs> Monster Hunter Club, if I remember, it was also kind of in a weird spot where it was like advertising the US DVD release. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like advertising the US release specifically. So like the movie was already out, but they were like inviting people to like to screenings of the u.s release of it basically yes yeah yeah yeah. okay so i don't know it also monster hunter club did one of the cardinal sins in args for me <laughs> of they were like we're gonna talk about weird monsters being made and strange water creatures but to be clear it is not the kaiju that is in the movie the host oh yeah i forgot um, about that because it, it did just, kind of, like, it pivoted into a weird, like, finding out about a guy's uncle who did stuff in World War II or something like that. Yeah. And and it was kind of like, oh, so we're talking about, like, a guy that made monsters. But back in the 50s, and not in Korea, and in, it was just a lot of odd it was, choices. Yeah. It was kind of a Cloverfield thing where they were like, ooh, like, this ambiguously could be why the kaiju shows up in that movie, but we'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I don't know. Uh, personally, I I like a lot of the cool stuff in Monster Hunter Club. And this does feel like uh, on Champs in the Making, where I'm just trying to figure out which of two Pokemon I, I dislike less. <laughs> I, I think I, the one thing that Flynn Lives has going for it for me is that it like somehow retroactively takes a nothing character from the movie and like makes him very interesting, which is crazy. <laughs> it makes him conceptually interesting. See, it makes him conceptually interesting, and then you watch the movie and, and you're yeah. just like, that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't do Capoeira once. 
I think Flynn lives moves on, but uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't lives for long. <laughs> Our next matchup is Mysterious Nashville versus uh, The Optimist, which was the Tomorrowland ARG that like did a bunch of like in-person events at Disney and, and sent people on scavenger hunts around the Disney parks. This is... It's wild to me that this is a round one matchup. Um, this gets into something that we run into as like, where does our ethos as the Argonauts lie? Because <laughs> the Optimist is a very cool, very expansive uh, arg that ex- like that goes through, you know, a history of Disney parks. It goes through actual Disney Imagineering and stuff that happens inside the park itself. You get. Um, Puzzles that take place in the real world, dead drops that happen. You get things like um, uh, records that players get that I'm I'm still waiting on someone on uh, Discogs to to sell me. But you know, any day now, guys. Um, there is a lot of really cool, very high concept and high budget stuff that happens in the Optimist that pulls on a legacy of Disney past in a way that you really only can if you are doing the advertising campaign for Tomorrowland, a Disney movie about a libertarian by a libertarian. (laughs) The counterpart, Mysterious Nashville, is a ground-up players meeting and solving puzzles together in the real world on a much smaller scale, but in a way that is more surreal and gets people together in a more... I don't know, a more a more down-to-earth way, a more it's the working man's arg compared to the optimists, you know, great man theory arg. An right? arg you could uh you could have a beer with, yeah. It's an arg you could uh, it's an arg one of the puzzles is specifically go have a beer with your other players. They rented out bars and said, Tonight we're having a party, come hang out. I respect that from and, and it, it and it does come down to here at the Argonauts, what do we ultimately think we need to herald? Is it high level, high budget, corporate, you know, consolidation? You know, when when a company can fi- a company like Disney can fire on a lot of different cylinders, they can do some incredible things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to diminish that. Is that better than when regular people who just want their neighbors to get out and hang out fire on as many cylinders as they can while balancing their day job on a PayPal-funded budget from people chipping in beer money at the events that are hosted by the thing. I don't think that it is. I think Mysterious Nashville wins this for me, especially because that is the episode that we've done in this past year that the most people have then come to me and be like, I want to do an ARG now. I listened to Mysterious Nashville and I think I could do that. And I'm like, hell yeah. That's that's what it's about to me. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. And I think that, it, it you know, are we being unfair to, uh, to, to you know, family-owned companies like Disney, um, you know, small businesses that really need community support. Uh, are we are we being mean to them in this kind of judgment? Yeah, you know what? We are. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> to me, I think, I think the little guy wins every time. And so my money goes on uh, Mysterious Nashville here. Imagineers, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> 
Sorry to any Disney Imagineers that listen to our podcast, I guess. Yeah, if any Disney Imagineers are listening to the show, you can write into me directly because uh, I could use a new job and I would love to help plan your next arc. All that being said, I'm happy to be, you know, hey, you turn on the money hose. I'll make an arg any day. What are, what are we doing? We're bringing back, uh, we're doing a bluey arg. I'll do it. Is I'll learn Disney? that dog's name. Oh, our next matchup is Sky Technologies versus Arcana, the, uh, the spooky Instagram arg. Yes. Sky Tech is a big, sprawling, weird Discord arg. That had a lot, like a, a lot of some websites, some forums, some surveys, and I, I, I said that, and I realize it sounds a bit diminishing, and I don't want it to. A lot of cool Discord bots that were created for it. A lot of neat um, tech that was put in to make this possible. Versus Arcana, which was the 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 staged Instagram haunted house, which is that that also sounds diminishing. A cool, <laughs> a cool. What if what if an Instagram was haunted by a doll? Yeah. I like both of these and I want to I want to make sure that I am distancing myself from Skytech was created and hosted by friends. Yes. I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm separating that urge. Um to me Arcana does a lot of interesting things that to me Arcana is one of the like kind of a proof of concept for Instagram as a deliverer of args. I am I am sure others did it first. But I think that they are like the first one that we really covered on the show. And it oh. really like, I don't know, threw in for me as a, this is what we're looking at and how you can use Instagram in an interesting way. Yeah, I think we saw a little bit of Instagram stuff in like the gift and the adult swim ARG. But I think this is the first one that we covered that was like fully on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about these two? I like them both in different directions like i i liked skytech because i got to be a player of it and it was like a very sort of like intimate experience where like all of us got to have those like one-on-one interactions with npcs and like there was stuff in puzzles that was like tailored specifically to specific players and like i am biased towards it because of that but mm-hmm. I think, like, as a sort of, like, more visually bombastic, like, higher budget ARG, Arcana stands out to me as, like, one of the indies that we have covered this year that is, like, doing a lot with very little. Yeah, I I feel like, and this this might come off as mean, and I hope it doesn't really feel this way. I feel like Skytech is such a... By being a long-running but very small thing, it kind of let it play in an ARG space that drifted closer to, like, a role-playing game. You know, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah. Like, not exactly a play-by-post role-playing game or a tabletop game, necessarily. A weird nebulous space that I'm sure we could spend an entire episode digging into what exactly you would call it. But it does kind of feel less like an arg to me and more like a art game and i i don't mean that in a bad way but i do think i mean it in a way that probably is mean is is bad for it on an <laughs> arg bracket i also Spe- specifically for a bracket to find an arg that we like better yeah i mean my my other thing about arcana is that like i don't really 
know if it kind of stuck its ending because it did a bunch of interesting stuff that basically led up to like here's our actress covered in blood making scary faces and it's like oh okay I I guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) let me try that one again hold up ooga booga 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 like is this kind of like how the arc ended and that's honestly Sometimes your horror thing just needs to end with a person looking at the camera and going, ooga booga booga, you know? <laughs> but I, I don't think it really stuck the stuck the landing. But I do think that I think that ARGs are here's here's Andrew pulling on his like business britches and you know, talking about <laughs> audience retention and stuff. But I think that at the end of the day, we do have to think about like I think an ARG has to be how it presents itself to the most amount of people. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that at some point, I, I don't necessarily think that Sky Technology stopped being an ARG. I don't think that that's exactly what I mean when I, but it, it is the phrasing that I think of, even if I don't think it's correct. But I, I don't I don't know necessarily how to word it, but I do think that like- I mean, you're like, not wrong, because I, while I do think it, it stuck its ending, its ending literally was- Hey, all of the players that are interested, play a tabletop game and figure out how it ends. <laughs> yeah, and and to me that is if you are doing a mass production arg for the masses, that's a bit of a cop out. But that's not what this was. Yeah. But that does mean it's just getting like five people together on a Discord call <laughs> to and that to me is just like at when did Skytech end as an arg? Yeah. To me, it ended before that. Uh-huh. And at some point, it just became spitballing of what if we kept doing Skytech? And I know that that is harsh to say, but that is kind of where I land on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like, I, I think that it's interesting to play in that sort of collaborative fiction space, but I will agree that I think like as a textbook definition arc, I think Arcana is stronger. And 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 I want to I I I know that a lot of this has just been me talking about was that an arg though I do want to be clear that like Arcana is not winning on a technicality I think it is the stronger arg and I think that it does a lot of really cool stuff well yeah I just know that that I want to make sure that that does not get lost in this conversation oh yeah for sure they did a lot of like really interesting like visual puzzles in a way that I think you could only do on kind of like a, a visual site like Instagram. Yeah, no, I agree. I like their their weird doll heads. I like their, you know, burned paper that people had to piece together in comment sections. Uh, good, scary videos for the most part. I, I think it works really well. Yeah. All right. Last up, we have Z and <coughs> Marathon 2023. Z was the PlayStation Home thing. Is that right? Yeah. I'm going to be real. This one got half of an episode, and I think that that might have even been too long for it. <laughs> I don't remember what happened in Z, and it seems like it was just a... a it, it felt like PlayStation was like, we've got an idea for a thing that we can do with PlayStation Home. And Sony executives looked at that and said, great, that's more an ideas than we have for PlayStation Home. Uh-huh. Go nuts. And so they did. And by going nuts, I mean they put two things down. <laughs> I liked I liked the Marathon arc. Marathon arc was I- cool. Yeah, it like genuinely got me kind of invested in that universe, and I'm I'm excited to see if they kind of like pick that up again prior to the the game coming out. I it liked. Was... I also liked the structure of it, where it was like 
the four different, like, factions, and you could kind of look in on them in any order, and a lot of them, like, led to, like, gave you clues for, like, what the other factions had going on. Yeah, I, I liked that. I think it's a really cool way to reintroduce people to a world for mm-hmm. a video game reboot that's happening after, like, a 20-year absence. Um, and just saying, like, here's where we are now. I do, if I if I remember, this one also did the Monster Hunter Club of being, like, here's a faction of clones that we've created that go into arenas and shoot at each other for people's sports entertainment. Want to be clear, that is not what is happening in our in our first-person shooter multiplayer video game. Yeah. It just happens to sound a lot like it, and you could use that as justification, but it's not. I I think part of that is due to the marathon lore being really weird from what I read on that site, but yeah. <laughs> so it, it does have a bit of... It also, it kind of reminds me of like when a game, like especially when like an MMO game has been around for so long that it's like there are six kinds of currencies, two of which matter. Yeah. Three of which have not been seen since Wrath of the Lich King, right? Like where you're kind of like, okay, so they do have to find a way to shoehorn the fact that the enemies from the first game do exist, but they don't really anymore, but they still do kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but but I, I do think, yeah, that's, oh, wow, video game has a weird convoluted lore. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I liked it. And I, I think, like, it's both a good way to kind of, like, get people who were invested in the old game back in it and also kind of, like, start introducing a new generation of people to that lore. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back to the, the top six. Uh We've got back at the top. Don't feed the muse versus Mesmer and Braid. Oh, I think. I mean, I think don't feed the muse. Right? I, I yeah, I think Mesmer and Braid had the gas to get past Buttermilk is alive. I think it was a really neat arg. It was an interesting idea. I think don't feed the muse is just a better arg overall. Yeah, um, I mean, people are literally people in our Discord are literally still pointing out stuff in the don't feed the muse videos that I like had not noticed on my two to three watches of them yeah <laughs> and i'm still I, being I, like whoa holy shit <laughs> yeah normally i'm i'm down on this is just a, a web series with a couple of puzzles thrown in um a the couple of puzzles that get thrown in are really good the website design that goes behind the scenes on it are all really good um and the videos that make them up are probably some of the best produced videos that we have seen so far that especially for video production that is not being made by like the B team that also made an actual movie. Right. Yeah. Like for, for a, for an arg that isn't just created by like lost's, you know, the lost crew during the writer's strike, this is really strong video production, really great stuff Mm -hmm. and solid puzzles that go in around that. So this kind of sidesteps the issues that I have with most video based args and actually become something that I, I really love and still think about to this day, not just because I have a, a, um, a sonk the blue rat background and sticker that says <laughs> it could always be worse. Uh, it's not just that, but yeah, uh, I think don't feed the muse, the muse moves on. Mesmerin braid is cool. Don't feed the muse is a powerhouse. Yeah. Flynn lives versus mysterious Nashville. I think that what we've said before, Talking about Mysterious Nashville beating The Optimist is, again, Mysterious Nashville yeah. beating a Disney production. 
I think Flynn Lives was, I mean, it's one of those, Flynn Lives is cool, has a lot of interesting, like, in-person events, was for a terrible movie, but it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't have, frankly, it doesn't have the juice that The Optimist had, and Mysterious Nashville already beat that. Um, doesn't have the sauce. Doesn't have the sauce. The Daft, like, Daft Punk can't save this one. <laughs> like, Flynn Lives made one character very interesting and got a lot of people excited for a movie that sucked mysterious nashville like helped people make friends that they have to this day and like hang out with yeah and that that to me is i am i am sure that there are a couple of random people that 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 have met up and stayed friends because of flynn lives in the same way that you and i randomly Uh stayed in touch after uh after uh <laughs> after whatever game we played together uh, <laughs> blink network <laughs> thank you i'm still on that cough juice baby um <laughs> but yeah i i think mysterious nashville for the reasons that we talked about before i think it just continues its path yeah i agree we have arcana versus marathon 2023 <sighs> i think marathon f- takes it for me See, I, I personally like a little haunted house more than like, I like Marathon. Like, I I too like a little haunted house, but I'm also always a sucker for ARGs where you have, like, different entry points and, like, different concurrent points of view that you can, like, get in and really dig into. And I'm a sucker for ARGs where you get to, like, hack into a little computer and dig through some records and and do a little investigation. Marin, I want to hit you with a counterpoint. Um, <laughs> you know dolls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things about dolls is that um, things shouldn't be in them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to posit to you, what if something was in a doll? Mm. Something spooky. Interesting. Something Interesting creepy. Point, Andrew. Something, dare I say... <laughs> arcane <laughs> i i i i'm willing to give it to marathon uh marathon's really cool i do want to make sure that arcana gets its due because think- they did build a really cool like set of uh uh an attic that they could like have an exorcism in and make it go to shit like for an instagram arg they put in a lot of extra work beyond just we took pictures of spooky places in the woods yeah, I, I I agree, and I think like for a indie ish Instagram arg, like they had a lot of really interesting set pieces. I just like I don't know. I'm I'm picky about horror. I feel like maybe they could have done a little bit more to make it a standout. You know what? I I agree with you there, but I I it's one of those things that like I will I will prefer something done less good in the real world <laughs> over something executed flawlessly in html any day yeah i think that's fair as a as a as a a web qa developer the internet has lost its luxury to me there's no luster <laughs> left on those bones when i see a good website i say yeah i'll break it all right you give me 20 minutes unfortunately i like a good website <laughs> <laughs> I do think Marathon moves on here. I'm I I do think overall Marathon is a a stronger production. I just like giving Arcana its due. Oh, I uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I'm down da- I'm down with that. I think it, it, I think Arcana is a good arc. <laughs> I think Arcana is a great arc. I think that we are into the final we're into the final 3. 
Marn, can I make an executive decision and say that I, to me, it is a top three, but it is actually a top two and then the third friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Can we both agree that Marathon 2023 is the third wheel of this of yes. this finals contention and just say Absolutely. congratulations on third place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Marathon 2023. Great arg. Hope that video game comes out someday. Because um, I think that we... When is Marathon supposed to come out? I have no idea. Because I think... Um... Uh, oh boy when i type marathon into i yeah i don't think they give it a date yet yeah when i type it into steam it doesn't even show up which i which yeah, means they, that it's going to be a while yeah i'm looking at polygon it says it doesn't have a date yet but bungie has previously said it wants to launch a new non-destiny game by 2025 so who knows didn't <laughs> did they just have a bunch of layoffs i think so so maybe that might even take longer than it is. So, okay. We'll see if that ever comes back and if that game releases. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. In the meantime, we have our final two this 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 time. Mm-hmm. Two indie ARGs that caught our attention and held it dearly. Don't Feed the Muse and Mysterious Nashville. <sighs> this is hard. Here's what I'm going to say. I, as a matter of personal preference, mm-hmm. I love in-person args more than i like web series args personally i don't think that a web series i've never seen a better execution of the web series arg than don't feed the muse i also agree i think that don't feed the muse is it's it's a a rare thing where the individual just like don't feed the muse part one two three four five or whatever Mm -hmm. as well as the um the spongebob videos those in themselves are an interesting uh, set of videos looking at what it means to be a creator online, how you deal with success, what it means to be latched to something that isn't necessarily what you want it to be. And it does the, the, the perfect job of taking a metaphor and turning it into a monster. I think that it, 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 that like the, the initial base, you know, no fat, this is exactly what it is, is, like perfect and ideal. Mm-hmm. And then you build it out with the videos around it and the supplemental stuff that goes into it. And those videos and the concepts in them of Conspiracy Carl and Happy Meat Farms and everything around that, some of them stumble a little bit, but as a whole, also an incredible, just an incredible oeuvre of pieces working together to better supplement the whole and make a weird, strange audiovisual production that stands out i agree i i think that don't feed the muse is is going to become sort of the the metric by which we judge all other web series we watch for this it is <laughs> and it's going to be a hard metric yeah don't feed like the mu- yeah like you can tell that there was like so much thought and time and love put into like every single frame that you see in it and yeah, and it's one of those things we talk about to this day. We talk about Everyman Hybrid, you know, um, yeah. a lot of stuff went into those videos from a just like guys hanging out perspective and just like getting videos down and making something that we think is going to stick and making stuff that works. Don't feed the muse is like, what if we're working on that kind of ideal? But like, instead of being three guys that have seen YouTube videos and have a camera, we are 
someone who actually does video production and like wants to get into video production for a living and is in school for that. And is also having the help of my friends who also do this. And frankly, one of the things that like really sticks out to me that I don't know that we really like talked up a lot, but like turned into like actual film shoots and things being done like on the up and up and paying a crew and like we're going to make actual video production out of this and do it, quote unquote, the right way mm-hmm. in a way that you don't often see with ARGs. I feel like, especially outside of like ARGs that are uh, made like we're the team that does Lost making an ARG video for Lost. This was someone from the ground up saying, we're going to do this right. We're going to build this out and we're going to make a production out of it in a way that I think really made things shine. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we're I think we're of the same mind on Don't Be the Muse. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's so and good. That that makes it all the harder to say. That being said, <laughs> we said it in the episode, but Mysterious Nashville is like the ideal of what an ARG should be to me. Yeah. I I love something that makes people go out into their own it's something that makes people go out into their own city see the world around them, meet people around them that are interested in the same things, go out and find strange experiences together. We've got a plot. Is that plot incredible? Eh. Is that plot something that is like deeply important or serious? No. Eh. Is that plot something that we like really, really need here? Not really. But I love something that brings people together around something other than a screen. Not to sound like a boomer about it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I love bringing people together in the real world. This is the, it's the kind of ARG that makes me want to get more involved in ARGs. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I, I like to think that I would be more involved in ARGs if they weren't so online focused. Yeah. M- Mysterious Nashville also to me is like the kind of thing that you can only do as an ARG. Right. Like without the arg component of it like it wouldn't exist it would just be like you get a bunch of your friends together to like hang out at the bar yeah and <laughs> and there are args are kind of our args are just generally weird to talk about because it's like outside of the arg the arg elements that don't feed the muse are there's twofold of like piecing together and trying to find the other videos that go around the videos that mm-hmm. we're already watching with multiple entry points to get in there like you were saying with uh marathon Mm-hmm. But then there's also like puzzle solving and stuff that gets in at the end. Yeah. And that stuff is kind of the weakest part of of it. But I do think that Mysterious Nashville is also the arc stuff around it, the like puzzle solving and things like that. They are also a little weak, but they're weak in a way that like bar trivia shouldn't end with like one team scoring three points and yeah. that being the only points of the night, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it is... It, it, I, I Actually, yeah, I think that that's where I'm landing on it. It feels like a bar trivia arc more <laughs> than it feels like Jeopardy arc. And I really like that vibe. Yeah. I I think the world needs more arcs that are just about hanging out. <laughs> and, you know, we all need reasons to get together with people. Mm-hmm. If it's to hunt down fake goblins, like, hey, I'll do it. I've played enough D&D campaigns, you know? Like, I get it. And like, it works. Uh, and I think it's fun. Yeah, and like, again, this is the arg that like the, the most people have come to me or like come into our Discord server and be like, 
oh, I really like the idea of making, like, a hyper-specific local arg to, like, get people to appreciate the area that I live in. And, like, yeah. I could very easily do that now that I've, like, heard about Mysterious Nashville. Like, that seems like an attainable thing that I could do. It's one of those things that if I cared more about Ann Arbor, I feel like I could put together. But yeah, I know like, that- I, I know someone who is semi- planning to do a baltimore one now that they've listened to that episode <laughs> yeah i i will play it if someone puts together a mysterious ann arbor i'll play in it i don't have the michigan respecting juice to put it together myself but like i'll be there <laughs> puzzle one day one you hit me up yeah and i and i think that just like i don't know it's it's really cool to put together something like this and be like well however many people like show up to play this that is like the players i'm gonna make this for like, there's something badass about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think ultimately, um, Alex, we love you. Please don't stop liking our show because of it. I think that I want to give the 2024 Argy to Mysterious Nashville. Yay. But it is a very, a very close second place podium to Don't Feed the Muse. <laughs> I know I know that the, the GM of Mysterious Nashville is an Argonauts fan, so hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I I I think that that is it's one of those things of like it's such a prestigious honor the one podcast we do a year and then never reference again. <laughs> but it's one of those things that like I want to give this argy in recognition of like this is this is the vibe I want to send into 2024. Yeah, I'm, even, I'm with you. It's one of those things that like even though I don't I I don't have a talented film production crew behind me i'd love to build a don't feed the muse if i could mysterious nashville reminds me that i can make an arc and i yeah. i think that that is one of the coolest messages you can send even if it's not the intended message necessarily i want more low budget hyper local arcs made by indie <laughs> producers and i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that that is gonna do it for us this year uh, congratulations to Mysterious Nashville on winning the 2024 Argy. Um, and and shout out to all of our competitors because everyone is like, you're on the list because you were interesting to talk about. We had you on for a reason. So shout out to the, the nebulous participation badge of was on Argonauts at the absolute very <laughs> least. On that note, uh, I think I can feel the drug medicine wearing off in real time. Uh, so... Do you want to get into a recommendation before we call it a night? I would love to get into a recommendation. What you got um, for me? We didn't record for like a month, so I have a lot I have a lot stored up in my backlog. Um, my recommendation this week is Koru.observer. Uh it is a website adventure game. It is C O R R U dot observer. Uh it is a website adventure game slash kind of like point-and-click mystery slash visual novel entirely hosted on NeoCities and programmed in HTML and JavaScript, which you will think is crazy once you get, like, further into the site. Okay. (laughs) Um, It is from, like, the point of view of a human who is, like, jacking into a, like, biomechanical brain sort of that was like recovered from the wreck of an alien ship and you're basically like repairing 
this like biomechanical brain and like accessing the memories of the alien that it belonged to and like kind of un like kind of piecing together the mystery of like what happened to this alien and like her cohort who were like on a science mission together to earth um it is wildly robust it has like a <laughs> lot it, a lot more than you expect <laughs> Um, it's still a work in progress. I'm I literally have like joined the Discord so that I can get pinged whenever it updates because I spent I think like eight hours in one day over my holiday break just like sitting at my computer going through this site and I still hadn't hit like the end of the content on the website at like the eight hour mark <laughs> when I was Jesus. like, okay, I have to like be done with this right now. <laughs> um yeah, it is, like, wildly robust in a way that it's just, like, a delight to kind of, like, click around and discover all of, like, the different little things. It has, like, as you get deeper into it and, like, the plot starts to unfold, it you, you kind of get into, like, a part of the site that is literally just, like, a, like, a fully programmed, like, walk-around JRPG in Neo-Cities that is all done in, like, CSS, and it's crazy. Huh. <laughs> like, I don't know. I genuinely do not know or understand how it's all, like, just hosted on a regular Neocity site. It feels like it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really good. It's, it's an incredible game. I highly recommend it. Um, if you have, like, a a weekend or like a day with several hours to kill and you just want to like get really deep into a story and, and do a lot of clicking around. It also has a full original soundtrack that is also all done by the creator. Um, and they have a band camp where you can, where you can uh, listen to it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really dope. I'm excited to check it out. It rips. <laughs> I like. I need more people to talk about it with, which is why I'm recommending it. Quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I yeah. I I don't have anything to say because I want to dig into it and I want to check it out. <laughs> um. So I guess my recommendation this week. Um. I have one. With the caveat that it is not something that I have played, but it is something that I want to, um, in, in talking about stuff earlier about like, uh, arg delivery methods, mm -hmm. I do think is an interesting thing to look into. Um, I want to recommend a game that is called unearth you, um, spelled unearth you, you on both ends. Right. Um, it is a game that is a... I'm going to read you its description on Steam. Uh, Unearth You is a seven-day multimedia experience about self-improvement, healing, and transformation. Made by reusing found digital materials, the game consists of found footage videos, discussions with an AI, guided meditations, writing reflection prompts, and a habit tracker. It's a game that came out in 2021 and is supposedly a um self-help tracking app in the same mm. way that you might find uh there are a lot of like cognitive psychology apps that exist out there of like can you give yourself therapy through an app basically is kind of where uh that kind of tries to be not in a um 
oh, what is the shitty website that advertise? Not in like a BetterHelp style, but in a can I make an app that'll fix your brain? Uh, this is something that I learned about through Jacob Geller, who's frankly my real recommendation this week. Check out Jacob Geller's videos on YouTube. Um, Hell yeah, he's incredible. But he has a, a a video called "Fixing My Brain with Automated Therapy." Um, this game seems like something that is right up our audience's alley. And hey, if you get a little self mediation that helps, more power to you. But I do think that it is a thing that uh, our audience will enjoy and find interesting. Um, and a scope beyond that, I think it would be really cool to release args that are apps. Hmm. Maybe, maybe this is me talking like I'm some kind of like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like 2020s venture capital brain where I'm just like apps are the future. But like, I think putting something in a self-contained thing where people can download and access at any time is an interesting way that ARGs can go instead of a live service model, doing something in a more self-contained on its own schedule model. And I think that unearth you is something that can like explain what I mean by that. So check it out <laughs> to bring some conversations full circle. Hell yeah. I like it. And if you like it or not, check out Jacob Geller on YouTube. He's incredible. Yeah. Also do that. I like Jacob Geller. Yeah. I'll, link, I'll, I'll put a link to both in the show notes. Uh, but until next time, I think that that is going to do it for us. Uh, if you have enjoyed our going into five years of doing the show and you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. I am on uh, I am on uh, Twitter at co-host Sherms. I am on Twitter at Corp Survivors. I'm also now on Blue Sky, but I'm going to forget that I have it. So, you know. <laughs> I'm also on Blue Sky. Personally, don't think it has the juice. Time will tell. <laughs> um, we're also together on 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 uh, Twitter at Argonauts Pod. Uh, beyond that, you can find us by email. That is in the show notes. And our link to our Patreon is in there as well. I'm going to cut this short because I need to stop talking. Thank you all for listening. Five more years. But until then... That's ARGS, baby. Mm-hmm.